And here we are, episode number 10 of Peter's Content-Free Podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Peter. Peter Draws, Peter Podcasts, and I hope you're all doing well today. Thank you for joining me here for this momentous occasion, 10 whole podcast episodes. The combined total length of the previous nine episodes is seven hours and 20 minutes, and I... I hope that by the time, maybe if I start increasing the length of these podcast episodes, which I'm sure most people would be fine with, if you're if you're watching a f- forty or fifty minute video, if you're listening to a forty or fifty minute podcast, I'm sure you'd, you'd be fine with it being a little longer. I think personally, I think it would be cool if by the time we hit twenty four episodes, it would be very cool if we had twenty four hours worth of podcasts. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize. I'm a little bit, I've been a little bit sick, a little bit under the weather lately. Um, I had one of those weird colds that kind of goes through a series of like, goes through a weird cycle. Like, you know, at first you just have a sore throat and then you wake up the next day and it's like an even sorer throat and your eyes are itchy. That kind of, that part kind of seems like allergies, but I don't think it was allergies. But then uh, the next day your, th- your throat's a little less sore and your nose is just really runny, just like really runny. And then the next day, your nose is a little less runny, but you're sneezing a lot more. And then the next day, uh, your nose is barely running at all, but you're sneezing a, a lot still, and you're coughing a little bit. And so the, 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 the symptoms kind of cycle in and out, and they kind of tag team each other. But I think I'm on the way out. Um, I'm barely sniffling at all. Hopefully, if I do sniffle at all, then um, I'll have the presence of mind to edit them out of this podcast for you so you don't have to listen to that sort of horrendousness. But thank you all for joining me. And it's just, I've, sometimes I'm struck by the, how weird it is that I, the whole, my whole purpose in making these things is to sit here and talk about um, nothing in particular, but at the same time, I, Almost always, when I sit down to do these, I can never think of anything in particular to, to talk about. I really need to do better of making notes, probably just on a note, on the notepad app, or you know, whatever on my phone, of little subjects or whatever. I've done that once or twice before, but I think I only got to about two topics, and I've I talked about those long, long ago. I... I... There's some people that are really just good at talking on and on, just endlessly. I, I went to Home Depot the other day, and I know it sounds kind of ironic that I'm talking. I know I, I'm sitting here talking about how I don't have anything to talk about, but I've filled up podcasts about talking about nothing. But it's a lot of work for me sometimes. I talk for like five minutes, which also seems like a lot when I'm not talking to anyone. I'm sitting here talking to myself. You just have to trust me on this one, okay? Most most of my life, in fact, is spent not saying anything. Most of my life, I'm either sleeping, I could be talking in my sleep, but as far as I know, I'm not talking. And then the rest of my life, I'm usually sitting here working on something, also not talking. I've been That's been changing a little bit because um, sometimes I do, uh, you know, like live stream and stuff, so I talk to the chat and stuff, whoever's watching in, in those moments. But I, 
Most of the time I don't talk. But anyways, I was at Home Depot. I think I bought... Uh, I have no idea what I bought. Nothing too crazy. But there, there's different parts of Home Depot you can check out, like the regular checkouts. There's not really much... Re- Home Depot is kind of weird. Anyways, I, I checked out at the contractor entrance, where people are usually go in and out who are buying like 400 bushels of concrete. However you buy bushels probably bags you buy concrete by the bags don't you anyways and uh i was i checked out with a guy and i made the mistake of even entering into the smallest amount of small talk with this guy and i made the mistake of um, connecting with this guy on even the smallest personal level and uh he just kind of latched on to me um in a like via conversation and I just wanted to, like, buy my measuring tape. I didn't buy a measuring tape, but I might as well have just been buying a measuring tape. This guy, you could just tell he was bored. Like, uh, all I needed was for someone to be behind me in line, and he would have had to move on to the next person and talk to them. But despite my best efforts, I couldn't get anyone to come behind me in line. Uh, he, I was stuck in a conversation with this guy for, it felt like ages, years, lifetimes, but it was probably only like five minutes. Like he, he was by the end of the conversation, I was like halfway out the door. He wasn't even behind his counter anymore. He was just talking at me and I was just standing there kind of grinning, saying, yeah, like I, I turned to, turned around and took several steps away several times and even said things like, all right, well, you know, like kind of those like things that kind of sound like you're trying to wrap up a conversation and nodding, turning away. I felt like I was dropping lots of really solid, like, cues saying that I wanted to leave. So, and it, so it eventually just got to a point where just like the, the briefest lull of the, you know, of the conversation where you think he's done, right? When he was launching into another, he was talking about, eventually, he, look, the thing was, he said something about Chicago, and then I said, oh yeah, I used to live there. And then he was talking about Chicago, but as people that like to talk endlessly um, tend to do, he eventually launched off into politics. And I don't really care about politics that much. Um, but people who launch off into politics can usually stay launched off into politics almost indefinitely. And I was, I was just saying stuff like, yep, wow, yep, that's crazy and other stuff like that and you know sometimes I would say something like yep you never know these days and it's crazy crazy world and you know I was just saying stuff like that because I really had no idea what he was talking about because I don't keep up with all this stuff I probably should um just so I can be uh, more well informed but I just have no idea but anyways he just took a breath at one point and then I was like well I gotta go sorry and but even while I was saying those words, he, he got like four more sentences into his next little spiel. But I was already like walking away and then he's like, all right, see you later. But I felt like I cut the guy deep. Like I felt bad cutting him off even though he had already had so much to say and gotten so many words in that I didn't care about. But I don't know, I just felt like he was having such a good time and I felt like maybe most people didn't stick around that long. But I can just imagine the, the, like, what crazy, st- how long would someone else stay? 
Like, someone that liked talking as much as him, what would happen if they walked up to his counter and talked to him? They, he would probably clock off for the rest of the day. He, 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 I feel like that guy would be liable to quit his job just to talk to someone else that liked talking. That guy was really into talking, and I wasn't. So what, what would happen if someone else came along that liked talking? That guy, I feel like that'd be like a, like a dream come true for that guy. I don't know. Maybe he just take. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't matter for him. It was just. It's just like his thing. He just talks, and doesn't matter what's on the other end. But he, whatever. And at one point, I caught like a side glance because there's like two, there's like two registers right there. You know, there's another girl standing over there cashing other people out or whatever. I got like a side glance for her and. I could tell that this was a common occurrence and that was one of the things that like I was like yeah I, I gotta wrap this up I, I look like an idiot being stuck in this conversation with this guy he does this to everybody I can't be stuck here for this long anyways so then I went drove home with my tape measure um right here uh this is a familiar subject for all of us who've listened to any amount of podcasts from yours truly I have a cup of coffee here in front of me in my Daft Punk mug. Uh, it's getting a little, not quite as warm as I'd like it to be. I need to go refresh it in a second. But um, I was just thinking about how the coffee system works. Correct me if I'm wrong, but coffee beans, coffee is made from beans, right? So we take the bean, wait, beans, first of all, beans are a type of seed, right? Anyway, so we take the beans and uh, they dry them out and then they roast them, right? Is the drying and is the drying and the roasting two separate steps? I know people that are really into coffee. I have a I have a friend uh and he and his wife um I don't think I think they've watched my YouTube channel before, but I doubt they watch my podcasts. I feel like not everyone who watches the YouTube channel sits here listening to these whole long podcasts. It takes a certain type of person to sit here and listening to me, you know, blabbering on about who knows what. Anyways, I'm not saying anything bad about them anyways. Um, this person, uh, my friend and his wife, they are coffee I'm about to say coffee psychos. That kind of has a negative connotation, doesn't it? But they love coffee. Um, and his wife is Colombian. But I think even if his if his wife wasn't Colombian, they probably still would have gone down to Colombia. And they do these tours of, like, coffee, like, coffee farms. And, like, the place where it all... They, like, go through this, the, the groves and they, like... I can just see them now, like some weird, crazy movie montage walking down between the rows of... Coffee grows on trees, right? Coffee trees. It's like... It's like They have like these looks on their faces. They're like really blissful and their their hands outstretched as they walk down between the rows of the trees. Their, their fingers just like brushing against the leaves and then they reach up and then they... Grab like a clump of the beans. Do the beans grow in clumps? And they're just like in awe of of how it all works. And then they they pull a clump of the beans close to their face. 
they're just like, they're just like, who? Anyways, they take these beans and they roast them, dry, dry them somehow. I remember I used to have a friend, an old guy and his wife, and the wife would get very upset. I don't know why I'm talking about couples that I know so often, but the wife would get upset because this old guy loved roasting his own coffee beans and he would just put them on a cookie tray. He would put them on a cookie tray and put them in the oven and roast them and it would make the whole house smell like coffee, which I think is wonderful. Uh, but the wife, uh, his wife didn't think it was so wonderful. Maybe not because coffee is a bad smell, but just because it's not what she wanted her house smelling like. I kind of want to try that now, though. Not, I'm not, not because, I mean, I feel like I want to try that just because it seems like an interesting thing to do, but I would pr probably still go out and get a cafe afterwards just because that's a sim simpler way to make coffee. Like, I don't think I want to do the next step of figuring out how to grind coffee. You probably just need a coffee grinder, don't you? But I feel like roasting your coffee, your own coffee beans. I just want to take one little step out of the whole, one little slice of one step out of the whole process. Anyways, what I'm trying to get at is they take some of the beans and make them into coffee, but aren't the beans also what you plant to make more coffee bushes? Wait, do they, trees? So how do they choose, do they have like a different, do you think there's different breeds or when they, uh, or do they just take like a percentage? What percentage of it do you think? When they, how long does a coffee bush tree last? Do you think they have to take like 1% or 1% of 1% of the beans and save them for replanting? I feel like those trees, the tr coffee trees probably last for a lot of harvests and they can take a lot of beans off of each tree for many years uh, before they need to worry about using any of any of the beans from any tree for re for putting back into the ground instead of putting into the mouths of the consumers but anyways I'd like to take a minute to talk about of uh, I'd like to take about a minute I'd like to talk about how much I like bridges First of all, I want to ask you, um, do you think, in your professional opinion, or unprofessional opinion, or otherwise, do you think a civil engineer or an architect is more involved in designing a bridge? Do you think it's a... Is it, is it once again one of those joint efforts? Like, do architects design bridges? Because it seems like a lot of bridges, excuse me, bridges. I keep on wanting to say bridges or something. It seems like a lot of bridges. There are bridges that seem almost entirely utilitarian in purpose. And uh, they're just a bunch of metal beams to hold up a road to get vehicles and, and people. Uh, from one side of a river or some sort of canyon or something uh, to another. And there's other bridges that do seem like they have a bit more of an artistic touch to them. Uh, like, there's like some, you know, like crazy... First of all, there's covered bridges. I'm not saying an architect had anything to do with, like, if you look at, like, a... There are... 
I'm sure there you can check out a book from a library, like a big oversized hardcover book just about covered bridges, which are pretty small. They're usually a single lane. I'm a little stuffed up, sorry. Um, and and they're just like, I don't know why they're covered. Personally, is it they just put boards all over them to strength to cover up? Is it part of strength? Part of the strength of the thing? Like why is a bridge covered? You guys know what I'm talking about covered bridges. I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Google it. Um, but it's usually an old thing. Like I don't know if people don't really make co- covered bridges anymore. That's why there are books full of them. Like people, there anything on the earth. There are people who are enthusiastic about it. Enthusiasts will make these books. Will check out the books from the library, look at them, and a lot of them are kind of you know located in uh, you know picturesque countryside going through nice little woods or over a little creek and some rolling farmland. And I guess they were originally made back when maybe there were just horses and carriages or the very beginnings of automobiles. Those might have been designed a little bit more because they did have like like roofs. Those actually, these build they were like long skinny barns stretching across a river in my limited remembrance of them. But anyways... So then there's the totally utilitarian bridges, which is just a bunch of metal girders or maybe a bunch of concrete, just like just whatever it takes to withstand, you know, gravity and the wind and the rain and cars and 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 you know, maybe a, an earthquake or two, whatever. But then there's other bridges that you look at and you're like, wow, that is a crazy looking bridge. Like you can find some some stunning looking uh, like suspension bridges and stuff. Uh, they're famous ones, right? And how much of these is is designed by an architect and how much is it just done by a civil engineer who just wants to make sure everything works right and will continue working right for a long time? I'm not really sure which responsibilities uh, lie in whose hands. But I do like bridges and I have not seen, I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen any bridges that I don't like for one reason or another. Almost every bridge I've seen uh, has lines, and bridges always have very interesting lines. Um, for Even if it's just like a little stone bridge with a like a little arch. Do you say arch or do you say arc? How do you know when to say which one? I'm not sure, but like a little cobblestone bridge over a little creek, a little babbling brook somewhere. That has cool lines. You know, it's got the concentric circle underneath and the straight line across. Maybe a little bit, maybe maybe it's not totally a straight line across. Maybe it's got a little bit of a an arch to it. it arch. I'll just say arch. I'll, that's why I, I can cover both, both camps there with arc and arch. And then, you know, first of all, as far as lines go, just a nice, just a, the bridges with all the beams, you know, the girders, like, that's, that's like line heaven right there. I don't know what those kinds are called, like a girder, like, what's the technical name for it? It's not a suspension bridge. I like the bridges with, like, com- they're completely made out of, the lines, they're completely made out of metal. Those, those are the ones I love the most. Suspension bridges do have a lot of very distinguished lines, you know, the cables, Swooping in, swooping out. Those are great, and I like looking at them. Uh, but the lines on, you know, with all the metal girders, 
is that not the is that the right word or not? Those it's just like a feast for the eyes, and there's I think there's often a combination of the two. That's probably a thing, but it's like little architectural cross hatching. Speaking of architectural cross hatching, um, a similar phenomenon is uh, if you like go downtown to some major city with buildings built some time ago on the side of those buildings you can probably find fire escapes and the taller the building and the longer the fire escape the 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 more all like looking at it it's just a very dense accumulation of lines you know zigzagging down the side of the building and i really like that i do but have you ever considered what would happen if your hair somehow started growing in the opposite direction? Not necessarily disappearing, uh, but stopped growing out, and then your outward appearance did the same. But then the follicles started sprouting hair inwards. Like, what would happen? Would it? Would the hair, sometimes soft things like that growing slowly and... Um, very determinately determined very, with, with, with great determination I think it's possible that the hair would be able to kind of burrow its way through the bone maybe I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about your scalp right now and I think it's possible that it would be able to burrow its way into the bone and through the bone and this could be disastrous uh, because uh, once it got to your brain um, I mean all bets are off uh, it would either kind of just spool up uh, in your, as I say, nasal cavity, but it's called, uh, not corneal. Um, anyways, it would spool up in there with your brain, and you'd probably, it would cause problems. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it right now, and I don't, I don't like what I see in my mind, in my mind, in my mind, or it would, it would, um, just the hair would like start growing through through your actual brain does anyone else imagine their brain being like being a bunch of tubes like a bunch of really long macaronis that's what i imagine my brain being it would just kind of the hair would grow into that but i'm probably totally wrong and hair has no way of growing through something like bone right i, I think there's probably people that have uh you know had a hat on for a month or something and the hair didn't grow you know if you wear like a leather hat for two months the hair wouldn't grow like it wouldn't start poking into the leather right that's impossible but i think instead your your scalp would start getting kind of lumpy because the hair would start piling up in in weird you know hairy spools under your skin and uh it just I think it's good that, all I'm saying is, I think it's good that hair grows the way it does uh, on those of us that it does grow. Let me take a sip of coffee. Mm -hmm. And I'm only saying that, I'm only, I only bring that up uh, clearly. I hope it's obvious that I bring that up because I have uh, no idea what else to talk about. Uh, my eyes, I'll, I'll give you a little update on what's going on right here. My eyes are a little bit itchy. I woke up a few hours ago. I did a bunch of nothing. 
Um, I'm just kind of sitting here, drinking some coffee, getting started with the day. I'm feeling good right now. I feel good when I'm sitting here doing this. It feels good to get things done. Before this, I was just playing some video game, and I wasn't... It feels good. To, it's, video games are fun, but in the back of my mind, I have this weird... Ugh. I have this weird guilt or something gnawing away at me, telling me that it, I can only play them for so long before I'm like, I gotta stop. I gotta go do something. It. I guess that's how it works when you know, you're self-employed, I guess, like I am in, in another situation, like if I still worked at a, like a regular job, like when I worked at Michael's, I could play video games more with a freer conscience. And I'd be like, I could play video games now. And then five o'clock tomorrow, I will go to work for eight hours. Then I come home and you know, it's just all a little bit more clear cut. But now it's just like all blobby. It's all blobby and gooey and fuzzy and blurry. And uh, I can do pretty much whatever I want whenever I want, but I probably shouldn't. It's not It's not in my best interests. Uh, so, yeah. How are, how are you guys doing? And if you, uh, hopefully, I think I'll probably be posting this uh, right after like that hurricane has rolled by. And I know this is a content-free podcast, and I don't like addressing big issues in the world. Um, but I sent out all my best wishes to everybody. I remember when I was a little, a little kid living in the Philippines, uh, we wouldn't have hurricanes, but we would have typhoons, which I guess is just a some weird tropical. It was just like the 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 Pacific Ocean. Of a hurricane, you have hurricanes in the Atlantic Ocean and typhoons in the Pacific. But then, that's what I thought. But then I heard someone say that hurricanes can get upgraded to super typhoons. That's kind of weird to me. Like, why doesn't the hurricane get upgraded to a super hurricane? And then typhoons get upgraded to super typhoons. Anyways, I'm sure, I remember going through a few typhoons... Uh, where we lived uh, when I lived in the Philippines as a little kid, but uh, as it is the nature of being a little kid, I was mostly um, just just happy, uh, and I didn't. I might not have realized all the danger, and I might not have worried as much as I should have. Uh, I think I was pretty good at leaving that up to my parents. Um, I remember, thankfully, all the buildings there. I think I guess they build things if they can afford to, but I guess uh, they build things in the back of their mind knowing that typhoons and earthquakes and stuff like that happen a lot in that part of the world. Uh, So all our, the little house we lived in, the house just had a bare concrete floor. We didn't have wood floors. We didn't have carpet. I remember it was just a bare concrete floor, which might sound a little weird, but I remember it it was very smooth, like a you know what I'm talking about? Like a very smooth concrete floor? Like it wasn't rough concrete. Um, like how do you make those smooth concrete floors? Anyways, I loved it. It was, It's nice and cool, right? Because it's always very hot there. And uh, so concrete floors are good at staying cool if you keep them in the shade. And I, I remember enjoying it because I had little toy cars. And toy cars, uh, you can push them and roll them. And they roll very well on that smooth concrete. It's like, 
what's that called? Polished concrete or something? I don't know how they make it, but it's very smooth. There's only a crack, like, every now and then. Not like a crack crack, but like a seam every now and then. I guess they lay it out in pads. And uh, I just remember we it was mostly all plain. We might have had like a mat or a rug every now and then scattered about the house, but I think we mostly just left it plain. Anyways, the houses themselves... I'm pretty sure we're almost, like, the walls were cement, too. What's the difference between cement and concrete? They make, you make, do you make concrete out of cement? Is it wrong to say something is made out of cement? Or you can cement things together, right? Can you put cement between bricks? Or is that mortar? How's, how does the word cement work? It, it's probably another one of those words that has several different meanings, I think. So don't get too huffy puffy about it. If I've I just know I've been in situations with people where I said one or the other and they got really caught up in correcting me about whether I should be saying concrete or cement. I'm like, but you knew I was like, but you knew what I was talking about, right? But I probably do that with other people with other words, so I'll, I'll let them slide. Anyways, I remember we would close the doors, as you should do when any good storm comes your way. We would close the doors and the windows were all these horizontal glass slats. You would turn a knob and the glass would rotate, the slats would rotate. Uh, anyways, I don't really remember what we did with the windows. I don't really remember. I think they had shutters on the outside. I think they must have had shutters on the outside, but I don't really remember that. I just remembered that the doors, uh, the wind would be blowing so hard that if we didn't uh, wedge towels and even the tiniest cracks, under the doors, uh, then the wind would like blow streak like streaks of water and would blow leaves in under the door. So we had to jam towels under the door uh, just so like water didn't get sprayed into our house underneath them. But um, I never really remember, that's all I remembered about during a hurricane, but vividly, I mean a typhoon, but vividly, I do remember the aftermath of typhoons, which is without a doubt my favorite part, because every typhoon worth its, worth its weight in gold was sure to knock over a few good-sized trees, and me being a little kid running around, you know, but bare feet all the time, just kind of climbing on things, running through things, laughing, poking things. I don't know. You know, I just like running around. I liked climbing trees, but there were always a few trees that I couldn't climb. Uh, I, I mean, I'll admit that. I'm not afraid to admit that. But sometimes the storm would knock down one of those trees, which I, before I'd never been able to reach the top of. And suddenly the top was brought down to me. And even if it was a tree that I could climb before, a, a sideways tree uh, is totally made new to a little boy who likes climbing and things. Even if it's a tree I was very familiar with, putting it sideways on the ground as opposed to st straight up in the air, uh, that's, that's a, it might as well be a whole new tree. And so me and my a couple of my friends, we would, we called them forts. We would like pretend that the we crawl around in the branches and the leaves and pretend that there are forts. I don't really know what I meant by that. We meant by that, but I guess like like a fort out west, you know, like the Alamo, that sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who was supposed to be attacking us, who we were being protected from, but they were fun to play around in. And everything was like wet, and I just remember like you know the 
there'd be leaves sticking to you everywhere because all the leaves were damp. And uh, those are good memories. And I'm sure I was out there having fun, uh, having good memories, climbing in wrecked trees uh, in the middle of other people, um, you know, dealing with actual, like, I think a lot of times trees actually fell over on top of people's houses and stuff, which is the bad thing. And I don't remember that at all, but I can't imagine it not happening, which is sad. But uh, I guess it's good that that got me out of the way. And uh, I guess it's better, is it better to not remember something like that? If you can get away with not remembering a bad thing happening, even though maybe you can like learn something, you can learn things from bad things happening. But also, maybe you can stay like a, like a purer person if you don't remember bad things happening. Like, maybe I did see a, a tree fall right on someone's house and I just don't remember it. Who knows? Ah, I'm not, I'm not sure about it either way. But, as it turns out, I have mostly good, good memories from the Philippines. Even if some bad stuff did happen. Huh. Who knows? Okay, I was about to... I was about to pause it right there. So every now and then I'm recording these, like every 10 minutes. I don't know, every every little every little now and then, little now and then, every now and little, then I pause it and I try to think of something else to say. But I want to make progress, okay? I want to make progress, and so I'm not going to pause it. I'm just going to think out loud. Uh, I, I am. I'm looking at... Uh, there's a bottle of NyQuil on the desk. I, I admit, I took some NyQuil. I'm not a perfect person. I did take some NyQuil. And that stuff makes... The downside of it is it makes me sleep for way too long. Usually I like only sleeping for seven, six or seven hours. Is about right for me. Any longer than that, I start feeling like I'm wasting time. And any less than that, and I, I feel sluggish. Too sluggish in the mornings. Uh, but that stuff, I, I drank that before going to bed one or two, probably two or three nights. And all those nights I slept for like 12 hours. Now, maybe that was good because I only drank it, uh, because I was sick, but you know, and, and it's probably good to sleep while you're sick to let your body heal and stuff. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, I, I felt like some time. Some time had been robbed from me without my consent. Like maybe if I had planned to sleep for 12 hours, it would have been a different story, but I don't know if I ever would have planned to I think the only situation in which I would have planned to sleep for 12 hours is if I was very, very miserable. I mean, I was, I didn't feel great, but I didn't feel that sick that I wanted to be unconscious instead of conscious. But I mean, I've been there before. Like if you're just complete, like if you have the flu or something, sometimes you just want to sleep it out. If your head is throbbing, your whole body is aching. You know, if you're so sick, you can't even stay up and watch Netflix because you're just, that's how you know you just want to sleep it out. If you're too sick to watch Netflix, that's bad. All right. Then I would sleep for 12 hours and hope that I felt even a little bit better when I woke up. But, uh, I don't know. I, I, without permission, I slept for 12 hours. Without permission for myself. <sighs> Rough times. Rough times indeed. Sometimes it really flabbergasts me how out of 
the, all the weird, wide, wacky, wonderful, and whimsical things in the world, I, I just can't find any of them to talk about. There's just my, what does that say about me, that my mind, I'm sitting here to talk about anything, uh, but my mind is drawing <clears throat> a total blank. Uh, I mean, I could just, I mean, I, there, I mean, I could say things, I could say things, but I don't know if I'd be talking about them, but do I need to talk about them? I'm not saying my mind is completely blank. I mean, for some reason, I'm thinking in my mind, uh, and I don't know why in my mind right now, there is a picture of a tropical beach scene right now. Just your, if I say, if I said tropical beach scene to you, the picture that popped into your mind after saying that is probably the mind, the picture that's in my mind right now. You've got the sand, kind of the beach, part of the beach kind of slopes out a little bit. It's a gentle curve because we're talking about an island, of course. So ultimately, if it's an island, uh, it needs to be a concave beach, right? Concave means curving out instead of curving in. But I think, unless you're talking about the, the water, then that part's curving in or out. Depends what you mean by in or out. Anyways, and then you, you have the um, incredible blue water crashing the white water. It turns, the blue water turns white when it crashes. I'm not sure why that happens. And then you have, uh, in the foreground, you have one tree prominently closer to the edge, closer to the front of your mind's picture, a palm tree arching out towards the water, over towards the edge of the water, out towards the, the sky and the ocean, out towards and away from everything else, right? There's one glorious palm tree with its weird trunk that, for some reason, palm tree trunks look to me more like a spine than most trunks. Trunks. Maybe because it has chunks like a spine does, you know? Little pieces that make it up. And then in the background, maybe, you can decide whether you want to have a totally clear blue sky or a few really puffy clouds. And then down on the bottom left, I'm, I'm imagining uh, the open ocean and open sky to be on the left, actually. And then a little bit of uh, the island uh, to be on the right, the bottom right. And it's just fluffy greenery back there. And if you pan down uh, to the right, a little down and to the right, uh, you can see maybe, it depends if you want this to be a deserted island or at least close to it or a very, like a more commercialized place. Like, are there some of those beach chairs uh, made of wood, wood frames with cloth? to sit in, striped cloth. I'm thinking white and red stripes. Whoever thought of stripes anyways? When did that become a thing? When was the first fabric made, right? And then when did the first person put stripes on fabric? What was the first fabric made for? Was it made for wearing? Or was it made for covering things? Was it, like maybe the first fabric was made for like making yurts out of I'm not sure. Look it up. Get back to me. I see in my wallet here. Have you ever looked at things that, um, 
wear and tear makes things look more interesting is what I'm saying. And in my wallet, I can see a very faint outline of something inside my wallet, and I'm curious what it is now. It's like a little tiny rhombus. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, what's in there that's making that little shape, that little faint outline on the leather? Little imprint. It's like, I remember when I was little, I used to do those, uh, you would get a, a piece of paper, and you go outside, and you get a big leaf, a big old leaf, and then you would get a crayon, and you could either just rub the crayon on it that way, you know, I think, is this called doing a leaf rubbing? You could do it that way, or you could peel the paper off the crayon. Usually I don't like peeling the paper off the crayons because it makes it harder to hold uh, because, uh, you know, it's made out of wax, and wax is just a little bit slimy in its own little way. But, and sometimes if you leave the paper on there and the crayon breaks, as crayons are prone to do, sometimes you can keep using... Uh, the crayon for a little bit longer just because the paper holds it together all nice and snug in there. Uh, but you can take the paper off and just rub the crayon on the paper sideways. Uh, and that's, and then you get the image of the leaf on the paper. That's kind of what's happened here with my wallet, except I don't know what, what was in there. I can't, I can't figure it out. Maybe someone put a tracking chip on me. I'll, I'll, uh... I just, uh, it's like I can't find anything in there that seems like would have been doing that. It's just like regular stuff. A little bit of money, my... my driver's license. How many times, how often can you call the DMV or go online and request a, dr a replacement driver's license? I think you can just go online and do it, because I remember I went into the DMV one time to get a, a, a replacement driver's license, at least where I am. The DMV is called other things in other countries, but here it's called the Department of Motor Vehicles, and it's where you go into, uh, you know, for car and road-related things. Uh, you know, you get a new tag for your car, license plate, stuff like that. But nowadays, if you go in there, every now and then they just make an announcement Usually it's a big line, there's a lot of people sitting there, and every now and then they just make an announcement saying, If you're trying to get a license renewed, uh, that is possible to do online from home. And then all these people are wondering why they didn't make that announcement sooner, because they've been sitting there for already 5, 10, an hour, and they get up and leave and go home and do it without having to sit in line anymore. But... How many of you have had bad experiences at the DMV? I have, but I found the best DMV ever. I did. I don't know if I mentioned this before. I mentioned it to some, someone, but this is the best DMV. Uh, I go in there. Only once have I ever had to sit down. The last time I went in there, I was getting a replacement driver's license. And you're thinking, Peter, why'd you go in there? You just said you had to... That I couldn't get a replacement driver's license because if you go online to type in your address... Uh, there was like some error with typing it in and it kept on trying to like auto-correct it to the wrong address and I, I just couldn't get it to do the right thing. You know how computers are. So I had to go in, do it manually, the old-fashioned way. And so I went in there and you go up to the little counter, 
You take and you tell them what you want. They give you a number. They gave me a number. Here's your number, one fifteen. Have a seat. So I walked over. They have like a little. They have rows of chairs. Like you're sitting there and as an audience for something, watching something. But there's nothing to watch. You just have to sit there, and watch other people go before you. Or watch the. Sometimes there's little TVs, you know, from like ten or fifteen years. But anyways, I didn't even get a chance to sit down. I was, I had literally taken ten steps over to this, the chairs before they called my number. So I went over to the little booth, little kiosk. I like that word, kiosk. I went over there, and I explained to him why I couldn't do my license renewal online, and uh, he quickly did it for me. Chip, 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 chip. I might have had. It. I had to take another picture. Here's my picture on my driver's license. You like that? Sometimes, you guys like that? Sometimes they make you take off your glasses for driver's license pictures, and sometimes they don't, which is kind of weird, because I wear glasses. Even on the back of my license, it says uh, that I wear them. It says corrective lenses, but it's abbreviated. And it just says core lenses. And... I, I guess they make you take off your glasses sometimes because they're afraid it'll cause a, like a glare and they won't be able to see your eyes. I'm not sure why they need to be able to see your eyes, maybe to confirm your eye color. My eye color says it's green, but my eyes definitely change color depending on, I don't know what it depends on actually. The, the humidity, the air temperature, the pressure, more likely what I'm wearing, I think, changes my eye color my eyes are usually a it starts the, it's, there's a be, there's a gray base and then it kind of changes between green and blue and i think i don't know maybe I, maybe i'm just delusional and my eyes are always the same color and i'm just bad at looking at things in the mirror but it seems like my eyes change color sometimes and i'll admit there are certain filters on apps like Snapchat, Instagram, so on and so forth. You can flip through them and every now and then I can get it so that the light catches my eyes just right and I can get the right filter on there and it makes my eyes look magically blue. Like brilliantly blue. Uh, it's very unrealistic. It's not an honest representation of myself. Uh, but I do it anyways because it looks great and uh, it's fun and why not? Besides the other thing I said. But anyways, what I was trying to say is, there is a... I was wondering how many times, how often, can you call in or go online and request a driver's license? Um, like a backup, like a replacement, right? How much does it cost? Like 20 bucks? That's the only thing that would stop me. I think it would be interesting um, to have like 10 driver's licenses. And then if you ever get carded anywhere to like start going through them, which would probably throw up a lot of red flags. You know, you go through them, try to, and kind of look at down at them, try to decide. It's like Jason Bourne deciding which passport to use, but you're deciding which driver's license to use. And they're all the exact same. Even better than doing it online would be going in and doing it in person. So you could have a different picture of yourself on every single one of them. But the name would be exactly all the same of them, and the, you know, all the information would be all the same. The only downside is that it would take a little bit of effort to go in, and I think it cost some amount of money. 
It just it just all depends on how badly you want it. That's all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How badly do you want it? All right. Wait. I was about to. I was about to pause again. Right there. I my my train of thought ended. There's got to be, but I won't, because I just want to look. It's just us. It's just us. We need to. We need to talk. I've been thinking. This is our tenth episode, and it's time we DTR. It's time we define the relationship. Look, I'm. Fine. Look, is this a good place? Let's do this right now. Do you have a minute? I like you. I like you a lot, but look, I'm I'm fine with being in this for the for the long haul. I I'm fine with making ten. 15 more episodes at least. I don't want, but look, I know this might be a deal breaker for you. And if it is, I can't, I won't fault you for this. But at the same time, when I'm saying I'm fine with making more episodes, more videos of every kind for my YouTube channel, I don't actually want to commit to it. Because, uh... Uh, do you understand? I just, that's just not something I want to do. I want to be able to not make videos. I want to be able, if I want to. Look, no, no, look, what I'm saying is I want to make videos. I love making them. I love being here with you, looking into your eyes. But I also want to not be able to make videos if I want. I'm not, I just don't want to make any promises. And if that's going to come between us, then that's going to come between us. It's all right. If you've got to move on to the next person, I don't, I don't want you to. Look, I like you. It's, it's not you. It's me. I want just some skosh, some minute little bit of freedom. I don't want to make you a promise that I don't intend on keeping anyways. I do intend on keeping the promise. If I made a promise to keep making videos right now, I would be honest about it. But I don't want to make that promise because what if in 10 years, in 5 years, or tomorrow, I suddenly didn't want to make videos anymore? I didn't want, What if I didn't want to be with you? I can't imagine feeling like that. I really can't. But what if? I don't want to have that promise that I made to you mess with what I want to do. And I know that might sound selfish. I think it is selfish, but that's why that's precisely why I won't make that promise to you. But at the same time, I'd like you to go ahead and make that promise to me. Okay. That you'll never leave me. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Okay. Sounds good. All right. You want to go get coffee sometime? I know I have coffee right now, but we can go get some more coffee. I'm good with any kind of coffee, really. 
Are you into, uh, I'm really into pajama pants right now. I'm wearing a pair right now. Really nice pajama pants that I think I bought at Target. I don't go to Target a lot. A lot of people are really into Target. Excuse me, mostly girls I know that are just crazy about Target. Uh, I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's like a lifestyle thing, if it's like a peer thing, like my friends like it, so I like it. If they just have like, quote unquote, cute stuff for, for you know, there's good deals. Uh, most of it seems cheap for cheap, you know, it's, I don't, the only reason I go where I, the only reasons I go where I do is convenience. Is, the, is that the same reason people go to Target or Walmart? Like I would go to Target more if it was the closest store to me, but it's not, so I don't. I would go to Walmart more if it was the closest store to me, but it's not, so I don't. Right now, uh, I, I regret to announce this, but right now, Hobby Lobby is the, the art store that I go to the most. I grew up working at Michael's, a different arts and crafts store. So I have some small amount of loyalty to that store and I like it maybe just be maybe just because of familiarity. But you know, Michaels isn't the best art store. There are other good ones out there, none of which are in this town. The closest like really good art store is like 3 hours away, 2 hours, I don't know how far away Raleigh is, but there's another there's a town nearby called Raleigh, not that nearby. Uh, and there's a Jerry's Artorama there. That's a really good store. Another really good art store is Blick. That's a really good art store. And I wish that just one of those, they would put Blick or Jerry's Artorama, some good art store would be built in Wilmington. Like how big does this town got to get before they'll put an art store here? Like a good one. Not just these, ugh. I love Michael's, but it's awful. There's not, it's more for like, it's, it says arts and crafts and the, the concentration is on the crafts, I'm going to be honest. And when it comes to Hobby Lobby, there's not a whole lot of hobby stuff going on there. Fully half of the store is full of stuff that's already made. Ready to hang on your wall and make your house look very, some part of some sort of stereotype. You know, like, with like little dumb little quotes on it and stuff. I, I, I have to hold my breath when I walk through the, and you have to walk through it all to get to the art supplies. It's really bad. And they had three or four full aisles of Christmas stuff in July. This is a bad place. Plus, their, their inventory, they have no electronic inventory. You check something, I mean, you buy something, and on the receipt, I bought like 12 things the other day, and I, they all had the exact same number, like, like item number, and it just said art. Art, 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 art. Because I guess I bought all things from the art category. What if I wanted to return something? How how does that work? Do they just like take my word for it that it was the right thing? I don't, I don't know. It's, it seems really broken. It seems like a big enough chain. They should redo all of that. Anyways, as much as I don't like that store, I keep going there just because it's so close to my house. And the next closest store is a little bit further away. And I'm a sucker for convenience. And by sucker for convenience, I mean I'm lazy. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. I mean, the other, the next closest store is probably at least three or four times away, which, which is a, I think it's an AC Moore. 
I've never really gone to AC Moore very often. And then there's Michael's, but that's that's a good 10, 15 minute drive. But I mean, I used to live at a place where all the stores were 10, 15 minutes away. So, but now there's a Hobby Lobby like two minutes away. What I'm trying to say is some people cut their fingernails way too short. And I recently found out uh, that some people think I cut my fingernails too short. But I've seen other people uh, that cut their fingernails even way shorter than mine. I think it really depends on the way your fingers are constructed, just as a human. People, different people have different fingernails, and there's a part of your fingernail where, like, the flesh of the fingernail, the bed of the fingernail, you know, connects to the actual nail itself. And personally, I like my fingernail to be cut almost right up to that level. Like, when I cut my fingernails, I like to there to be just like a little hairline of white. And other people, I feel like if they do the little hairline of white, uh, their fingernails will only be like half as long as mine. Like their beds connect, do their beds connect to their fingernails just way farther back than mine? Or, or are they really, like their thumbs just look weird, man. I'm sure they look normal to them and they think my thumb looks weird. Or maybe other people just don't put that much thought into fingernails as I do because I really overthink fingernails a lot. But maybe they somehow get the fingernails up off the beds and kind of run it back somehow. Maybe they're, maybe they're fingernail chewers, biters. I know you guys are out there. And the main reason I could never buy my fingernails is, first of all, because I think my spit smells bad. Like, when I used to pull my retainers out of my mouth, I lost my retainers on purpose, by the way. Anyone who's ever had braces before probably has some sort of retainer my friend has a retainer that's drilled into his teeth like some sort of permanent retainer it's it sounds bad but it's probably better than having a retainer you take in and out every time you have to eat or something some people just have a retainer they wear at night but anyways i just know how bad spit smells uh my that's like one of the reasons i don't like flossing whenever i try flossing I get spit all over my fingers. Am I just really bad at flossing? Am I just like, a? if I do it more, will I get better at it and my fingers won't get as slobbery? Do I just have more spit than some people? But I don't floss. I mean, that's not the main reason I don't floss. But when I do floss, I don't enjoy. The spit gets on my fingers and then I can smell it. Does that, does that mean I have good breath? I mean, bad breath? If you have breath that smells good. It, it seems like the spit mostly starts smelling bad as soon as it starts drying, in my opinion. I don't know, though. I feel like if, when you smell someone's breath, are you smelling what the inside of their lungs smell like? Or are you smelling uh, their tongue or their throat? It's kind of weird that you're smelling the inside of their body if they inhale and you smell it. But I guess you're also smelling their teeth and their gums and their lips and their mouth. All of that because the breath goes across it and pulls out all the scent. If my spit smells bad, does that mean my breath smells bad? Like, what do people do to make their breath smell better? They, they 
take a, you know, like Listerine, like mouthwash. Sometimes they brush their tongue. They brush their teeth. They pop a mint with that stuff. Make your spit smell better. I don't know. But anyways, I could never chew my fingernails for one reason, because I feel like it make my finger f- fingertips smell really bad. I'm now suddenly very self-conscious about how my breath smells. You do you ever do this thing where you like cup your hand over your face and try to breathe out of your mouth and in through your nose quick enough to smell your own breath? I feel like it never works for me. I, my breath like goes away before I can smell it. I can before I can I'm not quick enough to inhale the breath I've just breathed out. <laughs> Anyways, and maybe I I'm like maybe I'm nose blind to my own breath. Anyways, and the second reason is I can chew my fingernails. Actually, I think there's three reasons that I've just thought of. That's the first reason. The second reason is because uh, I can't I can't stand it when my fingernails are even a little bit rough and like start catching even a tiny bit on like my clothes and little threads and stuff. And I feel like if you chew your fingernails, they're even like a <coughs> excuse me, they're like a tiny bit rough and they catch on stuff. I'm not saying like catch catch, but like. It's not smooth. My throat. Let me drink coffee. Can you hear that beeping? It's my coffee machine turning off. So it wouldn't be smooth. I gotta have my fingernails be smooth. I never use like a file or anything. I, there's like a little file built into the, to the clippers, right? Fingernail clippers, which I use maybe one out of every 10 times I cut my fingernails just to like round the edge off of, off of a fingernail or something. But usually I don't use it. Just a, just a clean clip is good enough for me. And every now and then I have used really bad fingernail clippers that I think, uh, I don't know, they're just like really old and they have like rough edges and maybe it's just like rusty and something about them. And they give you a really rough cut, which I think would be a, gives you a result similar to chewing your fingernails. How do people chew their fingernails? They like, they like bite on like the corner and then like peel it sideways. That gives me goosebumps. Like what if you start peeling it and it peels diagonally and back up your fingernail and into the bed and up through your cuticle and up all the way through your finger and up to your knuckles. And before you know it, you're peeling like, you know, those, uh, those pull tabs on like en- envelopes you get in the mail, you can just like rip it straight across and it opens it up. I feel like, what if that happens all the way up your arm? And then the third reason I couldn't chew my fingernails is because my, my teeth don't really meet up well enough. I have a bit of an underbite. That's what it means when my jaw goes forward too far, right? Yeah, my jaw. I have like a, an oversized jaw or something. It um, it's out of control, man. Yeah, my teeth. I I mean, I can like pull it back and make my teeth meet up, but it's not comfortable. It just as long I'm fine with it. I'm not gonna go get like. At one point, somebody wanted me to have surgery and they offered to give me surgery, but I don't think my insurance would have covered it 
because, I mean, I got quoted, it was like $13,000 before insurance. And they're like, yeah, we'll send it off to your insurance people. I didn't ever come back to find out what they found out or whatever. Cause I was like, I was pretty sure my insurance would think it was cosmetic surgery. Even though, even though my osteoporosis, no, my orthodontist, um, said I would need it. So maybe I should have gotten it, but I also didn't want it as bad. The jaw surgery is bad after I found out, look, I went into there thinking that they were going to have to wire my jaw shut because to fix an underbite like that, they usually have to take a slice out of your jaw on either side, right? To shorten it. And I was like, how else is that going to heal besides wiring your jaw shut for a few weeks or a couple months even, right? And it turns out they're like, yep, technology is advanced to the point we have to do that anymore. It's just an inpatient thing. Some people come in and get this surgery on Thursday. They're out there playing golf on Saturday. And uh, my dreams were crushed because I really wanted to have my jaw wired shut um, just because I think it would be a great um, reason to not have to talk to people. You, you just like walk up, you know, you know, give them a fist bump or a handshake or a high five, depending on, you know, gauge the situation, see what they want, see what would be most appropriate in that situation. And then if they're like puzzled by your silence, you just give them a big toothy, wiry, mangled smile. And maybe a little bit of blood would dribble. I'm not, no, no, no blood. And anyways, they, so they said they didn't need that anymore. Plus, I think you'd lose some weight, like the girl in the Sasquatch gang. She she got her wired her jaw wired shut just for losing weight. It's the thing people do because you'd only have to be able to eat like liquid foods. Of course, looking at me, I'd probably eat like ten milkshakes a day and put on weight. But I think it's pretty hard to gain weight on the eating liquids. Ten ten milkshakes with large cokes in between, I think you'd probably gain weight still, or at least get diabetes and then gain weight. But it would be okay. And anyway, so then I wasn't interested and they gave me like a itemized receipt and there were like $800 surgical screws on this receipt. It was crazy. I'm like this, you marked this stuff up just because you know you can, because you know most people who do this will get insurance to pay for it. That whole system is messed up. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't really know about it and it's a little bit too contenty. Anyways, so my teeth don't meet up, but I'm fine with it as long as my teeth meet up in a way that allow me to keep eating comfortably, comfortably. I usually say the word comfort comfortably. Uh it's tough when you try to figure out how to say a word, but then you overthink it, so then you're not sure how you usually say it. Comfortably. Comfortable. Comfortable. I usually say comfortable. Comfortable. But that's not how the word is spelled. It's spelled com- com- comfortable. 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 I say comfortable. 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 I feel like I'm missing something in there. I kind of breeze over the word a little bit. I don't really do it justice. And that's a problem. We need justice for all words. But it's not as bad here in America. In like Britain and England, they make a like a national pastime of breezing over whole syllables in words like Worcestershire sauce. There's like 
that's like half the word gone right there. And they say that's the proper way to say it, not just some weird slangy mishmash of hundreds of years or something. They're like, that's the proper way to pronounce it. We spelled the word that way, and then we, we ditched part of it. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't even think they understand. I'm drinking lukewarm coffee now. All right, plans for the rest of the day. Um, I wanted to start a painting earlier, uh, but I didn't have enough white paint. Uh, white paint's important. Black, black and white paint are both important because they, uh, they're good for darkening and lightening up colors. I don't even know if that's true, but that's what I use them for. So I guess it's true. That's, they're good for darkening up colors, lightening up colors for me. And, but I don't have enough white paint. I'm, I'm running out. I go through the, the white tubes faster than the other colors. And I'm guess, guessing that's why in some, you know, when you go looking at like the acrylic paints and stuff on the shelves, they have like one size for all these colors and then like bottles of twice as big white paint, black paint, some other basic colors. Um, gray, I don't know. Glitter. Anyways, I need more white paint, but I'm doing this instead because it's like seven in the morning right now and all the art stores open, don't open until nine. I could go, I suppose I could go, there's like a 24 hour Walmart. I'm sure they have some passable paint there. P -p -pa passable paint. They have it, I'm sure, but I don't feel like it. I'd rather wait here, do this. I feel productive, just talking about nothing into the phone. I can do this here now, and and then we'll uh, then later when I'm done, I will go buy more paint and then slather it onto a thing. I'll probably live stream it. I I move the camera around all sorts of weird ways to get weird angles on the canvas, and but then I have to move it back when I draw on the the desk. It's a it's an intricate dance. It is, it really is. Anyway, so I don't know what I'll draw for this, this one, this, was this a podcast? Um, but someone requested that I do stippling. So maybe I'll try some stippling, see how much stippling I can get done uh, in this amount of time, however this amount of time is, however much it is. I'm happy to say it's over an hour now. That's the first podcast we made over an hour. And I think that's a big... That's a big milestone for us. Um, we can all give ourselves a pat on the back now. I'm giving myself a little, little rub on the back too, just friendly, like encouraging. Just like, good job, Peter. Yeah. It feels good. It helps. It's just a strange amount of uh, help right there. Anyways, I, I could keep going, I suppose. Uh, cartography maps are awesome for lines. Always liked looking at those, even if I didn't even care. A lot of um, libraries, you find like the research section, especially at universities, you can get into these areas for free, right? Because I've, I've been, several universities I've been to, I just like find the library. Even if you need like a key card to get in, you just like walk in behind somewhere else, someone else. Usually you don't. If it's operating like during the day, you can just walk into these joints, walk into the library, and then walk into the back to the research area where they've got like, everyone's like nerding out in there. 
very old dusty stuff, you know, where they store like the microfilm and the microfilm scanners. And sometimes I just like turning on a microfilm scanner, throwing a piece of microfilm in there from like forever ago, old newspapers. And and sometimes I look up like old transcripts from like U, UN meetings from like 20 years ago. Uh, just because, first of all, the U, the microfilm scanners, they're similar to me, like an old copying machine, like that w- have a warm glow to them. You know what I mean about copiers, copy machines? Like, they're warm. Some part of them, it seems like they have, like, warm air blowing out, because I guess they're cooling down the bulbs in there or something. And I, I like all the knobs. You have to use these weird knobs to move stuff around and adjust stuff and... I don't know, I just feel studious operating a microfilm machine, even if I'm, I don't actually care about the stuff on there. And then I look at a few of the words, and it's about stuff that I can't comprehend. It's all indecipherable to me, even if it's in English. And then I go, and I take the microfilm, and I hand it back to the student working at the, like the information desk there, who's, he wasn't really doing anything anyway, so I'm like, hey, can you file this back for me? Because I have no idea where it goes. And then he eagerly, he's like, I, I thought, you know, I expect the guy to be like, seriously, you pull it out, you don't know how to put it back in. But he was like excited about getting to file something, which I guess is how librarians are, you know. That's why he works there, because he loves filing old bits of microfilm. Uh, so he went and filed it. and But they have these like crazy old books with like, old maps but these are huge books like two feet by three feet and you feel all careful and you feel i felt once again i felt studious cracking open these old tomes with like crazy hand-drawn maps showing you know information i didn't even know they could have on maps weird colors coded rippling across the countryside the the top topography is only like one thing but I just look at them, and I run my fingers across them, and I smell them, Uh, and it's so good. I love it a lot. Anyways, I'm going to go now. See y'all later. Thanks for uh, hanging out. I got to go blow my nose. See, there's a sniffle for you. Just proof. All right, goodbye, everyone. Have a good day.